We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This segment is sponsored by Chicago Golf Show. Let's go now, you fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at the score. This is a very, very special honor for you. There's reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. H-I-T-S, they all stand for try hard. So for the coaches, it's now H is for, hey, don't do that. I is for, I wouldn't do that if I were you. T is for, that's a bad thing to do. And S is for stop, you're fired. I don't know if I really look at it that way, Jay. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I was driving to my dad's house before recording this. I was like, man, I'm really in the mood for a beer. Just one. And then I remembered, like, all the beer at my dad's house is gross. Jason Leisure with Bernstein and Holmes on the score. The Bears are always a hot topic because the Bears are the center of all things NFL. Whatever Ryan Poles decides to do is going to affect business all over the league. That's why we like talking to people who cover the Bears, and Jason Leisure is certainly one of the prominent ones, the Bears writer for the Sun-Times, who is with us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, CircaLasVegas.com, Twitch.tv, slash Chicago 670, The Score. What's up, Jay? Not much, Dan. How are you guys? What's going on, Lawrence? We're well, man. We're we're doing all right. The the snow hasn't come yet. It's supposed to, but you didn't know yeah, that, Dan. What? what snow? There's gonna be no, snow. It's, it's so weird. Like the spring, winter here is the weirdest season anywhere. Making in the country. I'm not making it up. It's gonna our, get cold, and then there's gonna be snow. I'm checking. Are you gonna and like short put a, put a book oh, on your head? Yeah, or? It's good. No, tonight. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's gonna the temperature's gonna get down into the twenties, and there's supposed to be snow, and it's gonna yeah, be cold tomorrow, and then Sunday it's gonna be sixty again. Oh, there is this supposed to snow. Yes, yet another example of I tell Dan stuff that's true, and he needs to confirm it. This time he didn't even ask a white person. No, just he just went to the internet. No, no, the the app was whitepersonweather.com. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, Mr. Leisure, 
Sure. What was what was your um, review of meeting the new coordinators? Oh, there is none. It was nothing. It was just let's try to get up here and say nothing. I mean, I don't know why the Bears needed to wait a month to have a press conference for these guys if they were just going to say nothing. We could have done this day one. It did seem weird, and it also seemed like it's a it's a like when we found out that Shane Waldron was having a press conference. I was sitting there going, that's a rough spot to put him in because it is. we know all the questions that all of us have about Shane Waldron, and he can't answer any of them. Yeah. We went through this with Matt Eberflus, too, when he first got hired. That was another funny part, by the way. Matt Eberflus is going to talk for the coordinators he's going to introduce them but he will not take any questions on why he hired these people yeah well the the questions well, we, that i had were oh, had to, here we go no they just had to do with are you vetting your assistants to make sure that you don't have to fire them for aberrant yeah. behavior no that, that's right? good din like i know i know you have a whole list of like the new um job interview screening questions yes. for the bears and <laughs> I, I probably ha half of them probably cannot be said on the airwaves yes that that would be how often do you remove your pants during a typical work day while sitting at your desk well you can say that on the airwaves Fair but you question. probably shouldn't say that in an interview process right. well you can't yes yeah I would, have, I would have my legal team make sure they've vetted all of my questions before i try to vet my future employees they hate you too <laughs> I, I was thinking I was thinking I would have liked to have heard Matt Eberflus take questions on why he chose uh, Eric Washington and Shane Waldron from a strategic standpoint but these kinds of questions would have been even better imagine Matt asking Matt Eberflus at the podium while these two guys are sitting there you're like hey hey Matt so how do you know these guys aren't going to do any kind of funny business are you sure these guys aren't perverts I mean look at them Matt come on <laughs> Do you, do, I mean, on a serious note, do you think that what happened maybe changed their approach in, in how they were going to go about choosing these guys? I think it, it, what happened with them, you know, with Alan Williams and now I'm trying to blank on uh, David Walker. David Waters. Um, what happened with them last year, like that's something no team wants Hmm? We, we still got you. You were, you were cooking. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't hear what he said. Keep cooking. Oh, uh, what, what happened to them is something that no team wants to ever have happen. And teams are doing background checks and are trying to do whatever they can legally uh, as far as screening these candidates. I, I think all that really does for the Bears in a practical sense, having that happen last year, is it just puts them on even higher alert for that. But I don't really know how much more you can do because they would have said we asked, they have said actually, we asked all the questions that we could ask to try to find that out from the guys that they ended up having to, that, that had to leave. I think really the only thing you could even do is to just, when you're interviewing guys, point out what happened last year and how, you know, everybody in this building can't afford to have one of those happen again. It seems like, and I've made this point before, but it seemed really evident after watching yesterday's press conference that Matt Eberflus feels like he found himself as a head coach, as a play caller, which is a really interesting thing to, to have happen where 
that amount of control and maybe him getting to know the players a little bit better, and he's not letting that go. Do you think that that's a good idea? Big picture, no. I have a lot of concerns about that, and I think that if Matt Aberflus is going to have a long career coaching the Bears, it's going to be with somebody else eventually calling defensive plays. I get the logic to it in the short term where that went really well. I think we would all agree. Yes. We, we could sit here and, and list a bunch of objections to Matt Eberflus's handling of his job last year and the year before, but mostly last year. But we would all agree, I think even his harshest critics would say, that guy is a pretty good play caller defensively. My problem with this as a long-term strategy is he sold us on the idea that he wasn't going to do that. He sold us on his whole vision was to be the CEO style coach. This wasn't like, oh, I wasn't planning to do this, but now I need to. This is a this is a complete shift in his philosophy about the job and what he was pitching us when he took the job, what he was pitching to the Bears in those interviews and to us, the public, the media and the public in January of 2022 was I am going to, I am not going to be one of these coaches like the one you just had that is so focused in on his side of the ball that he doesn't have any idea what's going on on the other side of the ball. I am going to be the John Harbaugh type, like overarching managing CEO style coach. And you could look at last year and say that, hey, even though he was doing a very good job calling the defense and you saw a really good Bears defense the second half of the season. You'd sit there and look at the offense and say, boy, that needs someone to intervene. Somebody needs to step in here to this offense and kind of straighten things out. And Matt Eberflus needs to understand, and he has said this before that he understands this, but um, he, he really needs to get this because it's going to be on the line again this year. A defensive-minded coach can get head coach can get fired for the offense being bad. Yes, that's why coach, I'm that's I'm you're s- responsible for all of it. Yes, and that's why I'm scrutinizing the Waldron hiring as if it's more than just oh he's just the offensive coordinator. No. He's the offensive coordinator for a defensive minded head coach who is calling plays on game day. So mm-hmm. like he his he's such an outsized standing and responsibility. It's a massive hire. And you end up with a situation where you kind of have co-head coaches. You kind of have head coach of the defense, head coach of the offense, which is the way things ran under Matt Nagy. Now, the Bears do seem to be going with this possibly an overcorrection where they're getting so many more voices involved. If you look at kind of the chain of command now on the offensive side, where you're going to have an offensive coordinator who, in theory – would answer to Matt Eberflus that Matt Eberflus would be the final authority on the offense and is going to be just as much plugged into the offense as he is the defense, which just doesn't seem possible to me. It doesn't seem like there's enough hours in the day for it. Exactly. And I raised this point with him multiple times last season and he always said, yeah, I just, you know, work harder. I just find the time. "Mm, That's not really how time works. Uh, you have, <laughs> but you have a coordinator with Shane Waldron. So he's the offensive coordinator. And then below him, you have a pass game coordinator in Thomas Brown and a run game coordinator in Chris Morgan, who's also the offensive line coach. And I, I believe they have a few, couple more assistant position coach um, roles on the staff this year. So they are going with more 
voices in the room as far as constructing a game plan. But that, you know, that doesn't always, that's not always positive. Sometimes that's too many voices. And we, I think we saw that with Mitch toward the end where you just have way too many people in his ear. How big of a deal is the Jennifer King hiring? Oh, it's huge. Anytime you have something like this, anytime you have a first of any kind, I believe she is not only the first woman to coach for the Bears, but I think she's the first black woman ever to coach in the NFL. Do I have that right? I think Um, that's right. Anytime you have a first of something like that, it's enormous because uh, on two fronts to me, it shows that the organization is forward thinking and open-minded. And I think you always should be. And that the, what you want is the best talent in the room, not just the best talent that looks like what you're used to or the best talent that has, that looks like what has historically filled these chairs, but it also just opens the door for so many women behind her to get into this line of work and to get really important coaching staff jobs. Now, like she's the assistant running backs coach. So it's a, it's a quite a climb from there. It'd be quite a climb from there for anybody to be the assistant running backs coach to get from there to offensive coordinator or head coach, but at least it isn't quality control or intern or something like that. It is a, it is a really big step. I I thought of this the other day, like this is more of a football type thing. Um, when Matthew Slater retired, I thought that guy would never have a chance at the Hall of Fame if not for Devin Hester having just gotten in. And now that Devin Hester is in, this guy will get a, a better, um, fairer consideration than he otherwise would have. And I think it's kind of the same case in a situation like this, even though this is more important, like in real life talk, um, that Jennifer King getting this job really helps pave the way for others, uh, other women to get jobs like this. They will get more consideration and fairer consideration because of her. Do you know if if that's a priority, where that priority may come from? Is that polls or is that George? I mean, it's all good. I just, I want to know who to credit for the the desire to be a, a team that does something pioneering. I don't know exactly. I mean, they've all talked about it. Uh, This is another thing where, you know, you could list off a bunch of criticisms of George McCaskey, but he has been pretty, um, pretty good on this front. I mean, he has a black team president right now. He has a black GM. They had the most recent quarterback they drafted was a black quarterback. I mean, the Bears have uh, other black executives in their offices. I mean, this is... They have done well in that regard. I mean, they even have a, a DEI officer now, so that's really good. Yeah. I'm happy for her, and I'm happy for the Bears. I, I hope it works out for everyone like that. Yeah, I, I'm excited to meet her and talk to her and kind of see what the experience has been like to this point for her, and um, hopefully this doesn't feel so much like an experience. Hopefully now it's kind of – She's just another Yeah, just because she, she's now, in like, it, she's just got a coach's life now because she's been working for Ron Rivera. And right. Like, like <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I, I don't sleep. You know, right. I, I barely have time for a meal. I might be good at golf, yeah. but I can't let you know I'm good at golf. Because that would be mean a, I'm not crushing tape. I'm not working hard enough. All of that stuff.
or we could ask her, you know, did she hear about all everything that happened last year? And she can be like, well, I heard a little bit about some of it, but not all of it about most of it. What I did hear, I didn't hear any of it. Right. Have a wonderful weekend, I haven't heard sir. any of that. I didn't hear all of it. I heard a lot about most of it, but what I did hear, I did not hear any of that. Not any of it. Bye, Mr. <laughs> Leisure. That's just amazing. See you guys. <laughs> That's Jason Leisure. And your man's hired him. Who, Emery? Harbaugh. Oh. <laughs> your man's. He'd have brought him back. Cool. That would have been awesome. It would not Don't, have been Yeah, awesome. it would have. Don't pretend it wouldn't have been. That would have been great. And grow the man and get the toolbox of concepts, and he's bringing it all to L.A. That's L.A. Tressman is what that is. Is that Vegas Hawes nemesis? Yes, At our place, we're really trying to grow the man because we think growing the man helps our football team. It's the arch nemesis of Vegas Hawes, L.A. Trestman. <laughs> Vegas Haw, way better. Well, obviously. we. Yeah, he's the hero. Right. He's not the supervillain. The supervillain is L.A. Trestman. Don't reach into the toolbox. No, not that concept. Lars Anderson Trestman. Right? L.A. Trestman. In organized... I'm excited to be here in Tampa. Caitlin Clark is chasing Pistol Pete. And there are some people who don't believe that Caitlin Clark is an He's all-time... good basketball. What the hell are we doing? I don't know, but Come they on, should man. stop. Yeah, there's hot takes, and then there's hot takes, and there's just saying stuff to say stuff, and just you might just want to knock it off. And, and I'm, I don't want to pit the the career of Caitlin Clark against that of Pete Maravich. I think that it's an opportunity for people who don't know how great Pete Maravich was to appreciate some numbers that don't seem to make any sense until you factor in something that isn't often discussed. We'll get into all that next on The Score. It's a great question, and so many of them were so good. In fact, all of them I learned something from that if I mention one of them, I'm going to leave out all of them. And if I try to mention all of them, I'll, I won't remember some, and, and I'll regret that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2. Your midday destination for Chicago Sports Talk on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? That's three of 3,569 points in four seasons for Caitlin Clark. So she is the all-time leading scorer in NCAA women's basketball history. Now, what's not talked about is that she's not the all-time leading scorer in women's basketball history. Thank you for bringing that up. She's not, because Lynette Woodard at Kansas... Between 77 and 81, scored 3,649. That's before it was NCAA. And there's also Pearl Moore. Pearl Moore scored 4,061 points, not only before it was the NCAA, but she was not a D1 player. She was at Anderson Junior College and Francis Marion University. So there's all these names here that Caitlin Clark may surpass. And then there's the... 3,667 points that Pete Maravich scored. I think she's 75 points away with three more games to play before the conference tournament. Now, first of all, this stuff that Jay Williams is talking about, how about she hasn't won a championship, so she's not an well, all-time why don't, why don't Why don't we, why don't we hear from Jay Williams in that regard? And then we I think on. she is the Stephen Curry of women's basketball. I think she has changed the dynamics of the way the game is played. I think the way she plays, the pizzazz, is like she's probably the most prolific scorer the game of basketball has ever seen. Unmatched. I am, I am unwilling, and maybe it's more the, the Kobe mentorship around me, to say that she is great yet. I think she is the most prolific scorer the game has ever seen. I hold great or the levels of immortality or the pantheon to when you win championships. I'm just, that's just me. So Diane Taurasi, when you win three consecutive championships, two-time national player of the year, it has, to, it has to culminate with the chip. It has to. I mean, Brianna Stewart, if we're talking about GOAT legends of the game, she's won four chips. Four chips, multiple national players of the year. So I'm not saying that she's not at a high, high, high level, but for it to go to the states of immortality, in my opinion, it has to culminate with your team winning a championship. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. Just- no. And and remember what I was saying earlier about the bastardization of Mamba mentality? Here's another example of it. It's just wrong. Uh, can I break in a little breaking news here? Sure. Just because I think you'd get a kick out of this. BetQL. Sorry. Breaking news on 670 The Score is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Uh, this is from Michael Scotto of uh, Hoops Hype in USA Today. Ryan Archidiakono is joining the Chicago Bulls G League Windy City affiliate. Which means he'll be on the active roster soon. They don't need guards. Welcome sure back. they do. And Welcome then back. why they signed Welcome Ryan Archidiakono. <laughs> and owner Alp Bitim is now I, a full-time player. I think so. Ryan Archie. Archie. I, I think <laughs> Ryan Archidiakono is the last bull to be on the score. I'm not kidding. I know that might be true. I'm not kidding. I well, think he's, there there God. was um no, 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 no. visit oh, okay. to, yeah. to the afternoon out. show. Ayo's that that out. was a thing. But, All right, but shout I, out to the Desumu family. I got. I should repost the column that I wrote years ago. Would five Ryan Archidiakonos beat five Zach Levines in a game? 
But what about Please like don't. all the? Uh, <laughs> can't even say. I was dared to do it by Cody Westerlin. He said, "I dare you to write this column." What about all the Alex Carusos though? Aren't there five or six of those that Stacey always the, says? Don't forget the Javante Greens. Where is Javante Green? I don't think he's playing. We were talking about that on the pod. I I, I think he's he's he hasn't been playing because he had another weird injury. So he went to he went to Golden State. You think one of them? And I and I thought he was on the Golden State G League team. I don't know. They waved him back in October. No, they're going to be helping off me. Um, I know that I'm not really a proven player in this league, but I know I can shoot it. So just going to shoot with confidence. All right, go get him. But uh, it's not why you called. So Pete Maravich, I I do think that. Wait, hold on. Let's let's the last thing that we did on the subject we were going to do was talking about Jay Williams. Well. You heard it. It's wrong. It's dumb. It, it is wrong. It's dumb. And, and p- part of the reason that it's wrong is that go look up Diana Taurasi's teammates and Brianna Stewart's teammates. The landscape of college basketball was different when you had the hegemony of Connecticut yes! and Tennessee and maybe Stanford here and there. Yes. But, but, that's but, significant. Yes. Like, that's a significant difference than what Caitlin Clark is doing with a couple of, of decent players around her, pretty good players around her, but not a murderer's row of the best college basketball players coming out of high school. When certain teams monopolized, and you knew that only one of three teams was going to win the title every year. I mean, I might be crazy. You can call me crazy. Wasn't one of Diana Taurasi's teammates at Connecticut Sue Bird? Yeah, she's pretty good. Okay. Just say it. It's a pretty good team. So let me give you, first I'm going to give you the mythology of the Maravich numbers and then give you in a, a really significant mitigating factor that is rarely presented. Okay? Okay. Maravich scored 3,667 points. He was not allowed to play varsity freshman year. That's crazy. He did this in three years. Him and Lou Alcindor. So Maravich did this in three seasons. Also, there was no three-point line. He averaged 43.8, 44.2, and 44.5 points per game, respectively, in those years. That is a total of 44.2 is his average. Without a three-point line. And without a shot clock. Damn. So when you think about possessions and pace and opportunities, a team could run the four corners and go up two to nothing and try to win the game that way if they want. And he was putting on a show well, like Caitlin does. Well, they have since gone back to all available film. And it is a, it's been claimed that every shot has been charted and overlaid with a three-point line. What was his percentage from three? Uh, I don't know the percentage, but his scoring average would have been 57 points per game. Yeah, sounds a, about right. With a three-point line. silly. Now you say, well, that's, that's silly. And, and he was amazing. However, what people do not bring up, he played at LSU. LSU was in the SEC. And what was the SEC 
almost the entire time that Maravich was playing there. Segregated. Aha! Indeed. He was, he was, remember we make fun of the grainy 1950s NFL films and the golden age of tackling. He was playing his conference games, most of his games in a segregated league. So I do think while there, he was a legitimately great, great player, an absolute all-time great who, believe it or not, died 36 years ago. Died of a heart attack on the, on the court at age 40 because he had a heart defect that was undiagnosed and his videos his skills videos the trick shot videos the trick passing videos are still legendary to this day but he racked up a lot of these college numbers these insane college numbers in a segregated league so it's important to note that and also obviously you would say that well the existence of a three-point line, it doesn't mean that those shots, it changes the shape of defenses, it changes where everybody's going, it doesn't mean that those shots that were open twos with no three-point line would necessarily, you, you can argue all these things, but that's a lot of points, man. That's a lot of points in three years. It's fun to, to, to see what Caitlin Clark is doing, too, just like to bring eyes to the table, because you're like, what kind of crazy shot is she going to try? Now, I will say, it does look like the pressure of this is getting to her team. You know, they, they lost last night to a very, very good Indiana team. But you could see, like, some of the choices that were being made. You're like, what's going on here? And this was after you know, the loss to Nebraska on Super Bowl Sunday. So there's a lot to – but she she makes you stop and watch. And th- that, to me, is greatness. By the way, um, Diana Taurasi's teammates – at UConn, Aja Jones, who went on to have a great pro career and won a gold medal, Tamika Williams. Oh, my God. Swin Cash and Sue Bird. It's <laughs> a dream team. I wonder why that team, like, never lost. Yeah. It's that's, shocking. That's crazy. It's shocking. How that team never lost. How Diana Taurasi was able to win all of these championships. I don't know. Because she's truly great. And also, everywhere she looked to pass the ball, there was greatness. Like, oh, what, look, would you look at that? I'm going to pass to another Hall of Famer. Would you look at that? Oh, there's another one. There's another there's Hall of Famer right over there. A lot of Hall of Famers out here. What's going on Wait here? In this team they're playing, not full of Hall of Famers. Correct. And there's one Hall of Famer on Iowa's team. And she's out here getting buckets. No shade to Diana Taurasi. But let's, hey, Jay Will. If we're trying to bring context to things, let's go all the way with the context. Do this. If you put Caitlin Clark on South Carolina right now, how good would they be? They would be unstoppable. Yeah. If you put her on LSU. Well, here's the problem. Maybe. (laughs) She might be benched or suspended or not allowed to play. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, at LSU, they do have a dream team of players. 
And for some reason, Kim Mulkey can't quite pull it together. Because, oh, you've got Angel Reese? Well, who's she going to pass to? Anissa Morrow. Oh. And if they're, they're covered? It was Haley Van Lith. Haley Van Lith. Oh. But you're, like, not letting her shoot because she wears pigtails like you did when you were playing point guard at Louisiana Tech. Wait, what? She. It's pretty clear to me that Kim Mulkey sees herself in Haley Van Lith. So won't let her shoot? And I don't see her game. I see a very different player. One that likes playing off the ball and is really good at scoring the ball. Not some floor general. Some little angry floor general that Kim Mulkey was when she was a player. Still is. Well, yeah. Every time I watch an LSU game, I'm like, you know Haley can shoot it, right? I mean, Kim Mulkey is right there on my list of 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 college basketball asshats who who make it painful to to watch for sure. They're screaming, I, entitled. I think that bully. they'll they'll pull it together in the next couple of weeks and they'll be dangerous in the tournament. But even watching them through the regular season, it's look clunky AF. Speaking of college basketball, one of our friends was calling a game last night, and there was some hijinks afoot. Yeah, we'll share that with you and get you ready for Cubs, White Sox, the battle for it all in the Cactus League. Bet MGM and 670 The Score are honoring Hall of Famer Chris Chelios' career and retirement of his number seven jersey this Sunday. Mully and Haw will be broadcasting live at Kaiser Tiger from 12 to 3 p.m. The show is expected to feature a visit from Chris Chelios and other special guests. Come by and say hello before going to the game. Hello. That is this Sunday, 12 to 3 p.m., Kaiser Tiger, 1415 West Randolph, near the United Center. Bet MGM will also be celebrating by offering a $7 bonus bet to all customers in Illinois. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Bernstein and Holmes in the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station, 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 Station. The spring training opener for the Cubs is today against the White Sox. Coverage begins in moments right here on 670 The Score. For the latest news on the Cubs or Sox, try listening to chapters from our show through the Odyssey app. Each topic we cover is broken out so you can find what matters most to you. To get started, download the Odyssey app, then search for 670 to score and tap on a recent episode of our show. There's going to be baseball in the next 10 minutes here on The Score, but before that, our buddy Jason Benetti and his crazy partner, Robbie Hummel, they are a really good duo doing college basketball stuff. The, the subject came up about the Coob last night. Matt Painter, noted Cubs fan, getting ready for spring training while basketball is happening too. You said that with such disdain in your voice, but you don't have to. You don't have to do that. 
Thank you for the update on my career. <laughs> oh, did I did I change baseball teams, Ryan? I think you did. I hadn't noticed. It's lovely this time of year in Lakeland and in West Lafayette. <laughs> I don't think you said it with disdain. I didn't hear disdain. No, Homo was sitting on that. Uh, of Homo course was he was. That. He's, course, wait, he's waiting for that opportunity. Of course he was. That's why he's a good partner. He's giving him the business <laughs> down there. But but it, it it is kind of a thing. It's not mandated by the White Sox, but, you know, the oh, Cubs. You're If you're with them, you're not with us. We still get texts like that. Some guy even today is like, you only matter to White Sox because you have the Cubs. You guys are WCUB. Whatever, man. Okay. It never ends. It, yeah, that's that's the guy who's like fiercely supporting. He hadn't been to a game in 20 years. Thank you to Ray Diaz, Adam Studzinski, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka for all the things that they do. Thanks for a terrific week of shows. Yeah, good stuff. We will have a lot of fun next week. We are really excited about Cubs preseason and Cubs season getting underway, which is cool. It's cool. And when you're, you know, watch Christopher Morrell. That, that's going to be. If, if routine plays, watch him record out, see if he can raise that throwing slot a little bit that, that arm slot can't be that sidearm weird flippy thing to get you ready for cubs baseball why don't we share an interview that we did with pat and ron have a great weekend enjoy cubs baseball on the score thank you for the update on my career i think craig is just a very smart baseball man he really is he he spent 16 years in the big leagues Rarely, Ron, was he an everyday player. Maybe briefly with Milwaukee, he played every day. But primarily, he was a backup player, a utility man, great defensive player, good base runner. He could drop down bunts. He could hit behind the runner. Uh, he's just He was fundamentally a very solid player. And I think he's a smart baseball man. And I think we saw that on the other side, Ron, when Milwaukee and the Cubs would play these last seven or eight years with council managing one side and Joe Madden, and then later David Ross on the other. I said many times, when you see these two teams play, you're watching two of the best managers in baseball with counsel on one side and either Madden or David Ross on the other. And so we have we have great respect for Craig as a an opponent, and it'll yep. be it'll be interesting to have him on our side. Yeah, it will be. I've known counts for a really long time since he was at Notre Dame. Um, and we've been friends, you know, through the years for a long period of time. He's got a very different team with Chicago than he had in Milwaukee. He was a, a run prevention. He, I, I love the way he explained this one time. I listened to him talk, and he was a run prevention manager, right, in Milwaukee because you knew the – with his pitching staff day after day after day with three number one starters in the rotation and, and maybe the best one-two punch in the back of the bullpen, if he kept the score down from three runs down, there's a good chance one of his guys is going to run one in the seats and you win three to two, you win four to three, you win two to one. I don't know if the Cubs are that team. So what we're going to see is him evolve into doing something else maybe that is going to be the way he looks at our ball club 
Very good defense. I don't think we have the same pitching that Milwaukee did back then. Um, so we'll just have to see. But he will leverage the game in the fourth or fifth inning, Dan, to your point, if he feels like that is a situation where the game is on the line. Speaking of pitching and Milwaukee, one kind of under-the-radar move took place within the last 10 days. Corbin Burns, who has been an ace for the Brewers for several years, was traded to Baltimore for a couple of prospects. So he is in the final year of his deal before becoming a free agent. Milwaukee thought, let's go ahead and try to get something now instead of later. I thought that was a pretty significant move. It greatly reduces Milwaukee's strength, and I think, therefore, you know, by just, um, I guess, logic, it gives other teams a better chance to win the division. Agree. He's one of the best pitchers in our game right now. He really is. Pat, I just got a text message from a friend of mine who's a White Sox fan, like a crazy White Sox fan. And this person said, hearing Pat on the radio is so comforting. What's been your relationship with baseball? Like now you end up in Cooperstown. I'd love to know how it's evolved, like your feeling about the game from an insider's point of view now that you've done this for as long as you've done it. Well, uh, it's it's a lifelong love affair for me with baseball. Playing as a kid, listening to games in the Bay Area with Russ Hodges and Lon Simmons, the voices of the Giants. And when you're a young kid, you think the guys that you listen to, these are the greatest announcers ever. Well, it turns out that Russ and Lon both made it to the Hall of Fame. They were two of the greatest announcers ever. And I think I was taking a course in Baseball 101 from the time I was eight years old, listening to those guys every day. And the teams that they had were so compelling and so exciting to watch. Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, Orlando Cepeda, Juan Marichal, Gaylord Perry. These guys were all on the team, five Hall of Famers. The Giants had a pennant in 1962, but they were a contender every single year, played an exciting brand of ball, and they had great announcers. So that's where I started loving the game. And then, Ron, like you, I was lucky enough to be on some championship Little League teams yep. and Pony League teams, and that makes you love the game even more. And I just love being part of a good team and now, as a broadcaster, I'm part of a very good team also with Ron Coomer and Zach Zaidman, and we're on the score, and it just feels good to be part of a team now that I'm a, a senior citizen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.